0: Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said, we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy.
1: Hey, I just got one question. Are you a mm. spender or a saver?
2: Mm. <laughs> hey, well, do, I mean, spender. do you want to know
3: what I would say or what would my wife say? Because that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a right. different answer, I'm sure. Tell you. <laughs> All right,
1: Mo, so let's start with you uh, then. Okay. Since, since you brought that up, Mo, uh, are you a spender or a saver?
3: You know, I it's, it's, man, it's so crazy you asked that question. We were literally having this discussion this morning, um, and – it's funny, like her classification of me would be something that I would never say for myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Personally, for me, I think I'm well balanced in between.
4: <laughs> well um, balanced,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I have an equilibrium of both. You know what I'm saying? But um, nah, I mean, honestly, it just depends. I think it depends on the situation, depends on the moment. Um, yeah, in certain situations, I'm probably a saver. In other situations, I'm a little more aggressive. So. Mm. I'm, I'm somewhere in between, honestly. Somewhere in between. Yeah. What about you,
0: Tori? Splitting the baby, huh? <laughs> um, Me, um, I, you know, I'm going to be real. Keep it 100. I'm a spender. Uh, my wife is yeah. the <laughs> saver, so I'm the spender. Uh, you know, if I see something, I'm going to cop it and think about it later. So, Tor- so Tori is an impulse, impulse buyer, too, now. Tori is an impulse buyer. Oh, <laughs> no. oh I not- remember. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, not
0: not not no more. I'm not an impulse impulse buyer now. You know, I I just know what I want and I go get it. You know, <laughs> at this point in my life, I don't I don't I don't beat around the bush. <laughs> or pulled up in that all white in college though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: I did, yeah, I did. So you got to do it. What What about you, uh, uh, I mean, Ace? I don't like I
2: don't, I don't like spending money like that. I like I like to save my money. I like I like I just don't like. I, I try to watch every dollar I just I'm real I'm real weird about money I feel like I be hoarding money Sometimes too much And me and Nas Are kind of the same So I just kind of be like Watching my You know When I get like a nice little check For my business Whatever I'm like I like You know Stack it up And I I try to like Sit on it And just I just don't like spending money Like that I like, I like getting money I like making money I don't like
1: spending it
0: hmm.
1: Y'all
3: do a lot of window shopping Don't you?
0: <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> Window
1: shopper. So
0: what? So what are you doing with all your money then? If you just, if you feel like you're hoarding all the time, well what what are you spending your money on then?
2: We're paying off debt. Smart man. Mm. Hurt. Okay. okay. Smart man.
0: What It'll about pay- you? Chris? Right now,
2: we we, we yeah.
4: Uh, y'all know me. Look, ain't, yeah, ain't well, nothing that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rhetorical
1: question. <laughs> we already know that is like,
4: right. Right. I mean, Masada had a funny story about this. He, well, you snitched that last time, man. With, uh, I think it was like <laughs> with uh, uh, Crystal or something. You like, man, you was spending that Chase card crazy when we was in LA. Um, no, no, for real. Um, <laughs> it has just always kind of been a thing. Um, just like Tori, I, I spend. Um, you know, I, I have some, I try, but I'm a spender. I'll just put it, I'll just keep it simple. I'm so not even going to try to like simple. go in any other direction. The same thing with me, Chris. I ain't even going to
0: try to question, fake
3: it. Oh. Question for y'all though. Like, like, like you free spenders. Cause I, I envy you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like do, so what is the thought process when you spend? Is there a thought process or is it just oh, like yeah. swiping? We're going to figure this out later.
4: I think, uh, right. I think it's, I think it's, through the grace of God, we're gonna figure it out later. <laughs> no, 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 real, All I, jokes aside? All jokes I, yo, aside? Chris, no, Chris. Hey, Chris,
2: can we, can, we, can we talk about LA trip? I don't, I don't wanna pitch your business out there, but can we talk about. Permission um, <laughs> <laughs> to okay. sir? Permission to All right, so, 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 for context, we're in LA, um, fellas trip, and uh, speaking of spending and saving, and uh, we get there, Chris was like, yeah, man, I done spent like X amount of dollars on shoes already. I was like, what? It's only been one day, my dog.
4: Hey, look, see, that's what I was just about to say, though. You know, here's the thing. All right. And, I, and I'll put this in proper context. You know, and I'm not trying to say I'm any different than anybody else, but I'm just speaking on my, my reality and my existence and my truth, as they like to say. I work very hard, period. Like, there's no exception about that. <laughs> and at the end of the day, when I feel like there's something that I want, I'm going to get it because I put in the work to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is not in a situation where it's like spending what I don't have um, and doing what, you know, I, I, I can't afford. Let's just really be clear about that, because I think a lot of times these conversations are veiled around the notion of like not having mm-hmm. Um And I think there's a great conversation that we can have about this, honestly, because this is a conversation from, you know, at one point in time in college, I was working at for Bank of America as a credit card sales and then started doing credit analyzing and, you know, debt and all these other types of things. So we can have a conversation around debt, but I spend what I have, Um, you know, we have uh, some rainy day funds and savings and other things, 401ks and other things of that nature. But the reality is, is like, yeah, I do. I shop now. For further context, it was a guy's trip. We were in L.A., so it was one of those moments where I was like, I don't live in L.A., I live in Washington, D.C., and a lot of the boutique clothing stores and the sneaker boutiques and spots that I can't really shop at pretty regularly are there, so that's an outlier, right? So, like, you know, subtle flex, but when we went to Italy and we went to Milan— your Boy definitely cop suits and Ferragamos. <laughs> and like,
2: I mean, I just did. I love right? it because, I love it because oh, I, I know,
1: live I mean. vicariously through you, yeah. Seriously, I mean, Chris, I, I, you- I live vicariously through you too. Because, like, um, myself personally, bro, I'm in my house, I'm like a um, I'm an in between, right? So, I'm I'm naturally a saver, but it's not like intentional saving, I just don't spend, you know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of like but the only thing I do spend money on is like food. Like I'm, I'm the type where if we go out to eat, I don't want people to I like. I get mad at my wife sometimes when she's looking like, "Oh man, this is expensive." And I'm looking like, like, "Bae, it's it's fifteen dollars. Like it really ain't expensive. It's just <laughs> you to spend no, you know you know what I'm saying." Man. But she she's I very frugal, y'all in Atlanta man. Yeah, like she's very frugal. Basically. I'm frugal, but when it comes to like enjoying a meal. I'm like, it don't matter. I, I I'm I want to eat nice food and that. But outside of that, bro, if I ain't buying like music equipment, I'm I'm really chilling. I don't really spend a lot of money, but my money really goes to food. I, I I've, I've realized that when there's looking at my bank account, like, oh, okay, here we go. This is where my money going to. Right here, going out to eat. That's where it's at.
0: See, I'm a deal well, shopper, bad, like. But- Go ahead. I was talk. gonna say um, back to your your question though, for the free spenders, um, I actually have a process. You know, me, it, it, I don't, I don't just spend it and you know we'll figure it out later. I already know what I'm gonna get. I told you what I'm gonna get. I, I'm about to purchase that now because I got it. <laughs> 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 it, it. It ain't all. So there's no mm-hmm. ambiguity about. Oh, is he for the go shop? Yes, because I told you. I told you again, and then I told you again about when I told you the first time about it. <laughs> uh, but I'm kind of like, I'm like, Chris, you know, uh, I, don't, I work hard, um, and I, I don't spend what I don't have either. I got it, let's be clear. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it, that's just my I love Tory, so. man. <laughs> man, look.
2: I love Tory, you
4: Direct, but, like, look. I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, yeah, like, this spinning thing... Is, is crazy because I mean, look, it's funny because to a degree, I also do envy you all who are who are savers uh, uh, in the strength of like, wow, that's just not who I am. But at the same time, um, the same way you all say, like, wow, you know, I envy the way, or, you know, you're doing your own thing, Chris, I wish I could do it like that, and Tori. But I mean, grass is always greener. I mean, I think it I think, just.
2: I, I think, yeah. I, I like how JD put it. Um, I feel like he kind of probably communicated better what I was trying to say was. He said, it's not that I'm a saver. I just don't spend a lot. And I kind of feel like that, too. I mean, I definitely like to buy I like to buy clothes. I do love buying clothes. But I feel like I can't spend more than $300 on sneakers. As much as I want some off-white Chuck Taylors, I will no, not.
4: said $300, folks. $300 is right. still It's still a place of privilege. It's still a place of privilege. He just exposed shoes. himself, folks. He just exposed he de- himself. He
1: definitely did, Chris. <laughs> I mean, Cause I'm thinking I, more I would like say I had, in the he past few years...
2: And in the past few years, I've been able to afford certain things. But the people that I'm around that can afford the same things I do look at me like I'm cheap. And they're like, yo. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I'm not spending $300. I'll spend 200 maybe $250. Man. I'm not spending $300 on sneakers because I feel like the concept gonna of. Just go buy
3: that one pair and ride them joints out. I'm going to ride <laughs> gonna it get out.
2: It's just the con. To me, it's the concept of spending $300 on sneakers that just, something about, something about the way I was brought up just won't let me. I, you I, I kid it. you not I kid you not
3: bro like I have been in positions Where I could have bought those J's I could have bought you know Whatever brand here there I just cannot bring myself to do it It's just it's to you, me bro. I don't think shoes are that valuable I know I mean I know that's a That's a conversation in itself Chris Ooh, I know boy, you have opinions like, on it That's blasphemy right there
2: what, what? That's blasphemy hey, That's basically blasphemy bro <laughs> I right. know it's blasphemy, what? man, but man I just I can't do
3: it, bro. Like, I, I mean, nah, like I'm the type where if I got 300. Yeah, I remember them Reeboks, I, I am, know you can't
2: yeah,
3: do it. I, I, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> 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 no chill. Hey, no chill. Before
2: I die, mark my words, just two things I will spend money on, y'all. I'm going to let y'all know now so y'all don't call me bluff. I'm going to buy a Tesla and I'm going to buy a Rolex before I die. Oh, yeah. So that, just. Yeah, I'm,
1: okay. I'm with you I'm with you the Rolex. You can
2: get that right
0: now, Ace. You can get that right you now. You can get the Rolex. But
2: again, it's all about priorities like i feel like until we if we have like a certain amount of money to pay off our house i can't spend that money oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all about like you know yeah, yeah, the win. You, it's like yeah but i i, I will I, get that rolex and i'm gonna get that hey ace, ace. How i feel ace. about jays i ain't got no jays
1: i want to throw this out here for you watchgang.com that's free they ain't paid us for that but i'm saying ace when you ready?
3: That's a black man
2: thing. think chinko. Hey like, okay. JD, uh-huh. why, why are you there? Can you can you cue can you cue Day Day Spend it song for Tori right now? Can you cue that song, please? <laughs> I
1: definitely can. <laughs> I, definitely can. <laughs> I definitely can. Hey <laughs> hey, but like you know, Ace, real talk. What I gotta have though, bro? When it, we talking about shoes, I need them off white blazer mids, bro. Could you try again? Oh, bro, I, I gotta get I,
2: those.
4: I two. need them, bro.
1: I need them. Yeah, but I'm going to drop
4: 1100 1200 for them. You ain't getting them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm I, got, I, ain't got comfortable. Them.
3: I won't have them.
4: Yeah, I, I ain't spending them on, online. I mean, it's funny that you said that, size 13? Though. I'm just going to try them on. I want
2: them, but I, I just can't spend $1,000 on shoes, <laughs> though. I
1: know, bro. They, that's too I mean, much, Ace, but I definitely want them. You were
4: just
2: talking about the Rolex. The Rolex. You're right. I know. Again. I just had with
4: Crystal, actually. I just had this conversation literally two weeks ago. Just to show you, look, God is good. So right. the reality is, is I think, I mean, look, you know, we've been, we've been friends for a very, very, very long time. And I mean, we've all seen our progression and we've all seen where we uh, started from. And I think this gets back to what we discussed in another episode around the hustle and the amount of work that we put in to get to a place. And I, I feel blessed to be able to say like, at this point in time, like, I remember my first apartment that, you know, that I lived with my, my wife and when we first moved in, we had a card table, like, you know, one of them joints from Walmart that you get to just play cards. Mm-hmm. That was like a table in our, in our home. And at, at now I'm sitting on a very nice glass, modern table from a furniture store, like a, a boutique furniture store. Right. So I just think it's all about progression. Um, There are just some things in our society that are kind of set up for like, all right, that's what you do once you get there. Right. Like for instance, Remember at one point in time where we had jobs and it was just like wage, like it was literally just like a minimum wage job. And then you mm-hmm. stepped up and you got a job with a better minimum wage. I mean, you know, minimum wage. Then you got a job, maybe there was a wage and maybe tips. Then you got a job that was like entry level salary, entry level salary that gave you a little more. And then you just kind of keep going up. And so now it's just it's at a place where a Rolex, I won't say that it's going to be like, a oh, I can just do it tomorrow or even the next day. But it's definitely something that I want. Um, and feel a little closer to be able to uh, uh, acquire that as opposed to maybe like six, seven, eight, nine years ago. So yeah, I but, just think it comes but with see, it.
3: See, what y'all don't understand, though, like about your boy, I'm a baller. <laughs> I just ball at the grocery store. Because I got four kids, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's where that money – we just – I mean, we at the store like we at the strip club. You know, we'd just be dishing it out.
1: But, <laughs> dishing it out. Walking out know? with $300 worth of groceries. Feed everybody. When, when
3: I tell you, you know, we, we, we ball at the grocery store, at mm-hmm. Kroger, all day, every day.
1: No, that's I ain't that. Hey man, hey, but I, I do have a question though, man, because like we we talking about whether we spenders or savers, and we we shared these stories, and uh, while it might sound like we bragging, we all come from very humble beginnings, and so it's nice to be in a position to do some of the things that we do, but like especially with the times that we in like right now, bro, like should we should we or like our family really worry about money though, like?
4: For real, for the real. The conversation about money is a real one, Brad. Yeah. Uh, bro, it's, 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 a, it's, it's huge. It's, it's a real one. I mean, right now in the, the you know the COVID-19 pandemic, we have uh, a lot of people who are on the precipice of unemployment. I mean, I just recently learned I have some close family members, some very, very close family members who um, lost their jobs as a result of this pandemic. Um, so the idea of taking care of your basic necessities is always going to be critical you know, can you pay your mortgage, your rent, your light bills, your utilities, things of that nature, car payments, if you have any of those things? Mm-hmm. And student loans. I mean, we can't even gloss over the fact that, I mean, we are millennials, so the student loan thing is like a real thing. Um I just kind of fall on this in a different way. And I know I probably have, I would assume maybe one of the most unconventional approaches about it. You take care of your priorities and the things that... Matter, right? I'm not, you know, we're not going to get evicted. We're not going to be, you know, we have a car that is paid for. All of those types of means are taken care of. Um, But at the same time, I'm really, I always reflect on this. And once again, this is unpopular. What does it matter at the end of the day if you pass on? Um, And I kind of think about it in that way. And and let me explain a little bit better, right? I'm not going to take up too much time when I explain this, but I also feel like money has become an idol and we don't got to go too far down the road as it relates to like in the the, the religious or the faith aspect. But money is like a deity in mm. our society. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a part of why I'm a spender also. And I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm just living my truth that right. I don't place that much emphasis on it. That like that it's, it's something that I have It's something that I can use and it's something that helps me do, do what I want to do. And that's just it. I don't give it any other thought more than that. And so for me, money is important. I think we should always take care of our responsibilities, period. Like, let that be clear. You know, Ace in the same way and you in the industry and cats is like, you know, rocking tens of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry and clothes and cars that they're leasing and things of this nature. No, that's the wrong approach. If that stuff isn't paid for, if they don't own it. And if it's not theirs. That's just how I personally believe. Mm. But I also feel at the same time, like, I think it's all I think it's circumstantial. You gotta look at your circumstances and and really dictate what's best for you. And I think that that is where we are sometimes, where people feel like money is a one-size-fits-all. Like, if I see that person over there that has that, I I should have that.
3: I got a real question. I I got a real question based off of what you're saying. Um, Because this is something me and and the wife we talk about uh, all the time. And it... I'm honestly at a—I don't I don't I don't know the answer to it, so I'm posing it for y'all. Is debt really as big of a deal as most black families make it? Because the reality is, when I was growing up, I was always taught, man, get out of debt. Don't get yourself in debt. You know, keep your credit score high, which is important, obviously. But, you know, it's just one of those things where I look at some, you know, white families and white folks who— I mean, they just, they accumulate debt like crazy. And I understand, you know, there's a, obviously a, a a more of a foundation for them to, you know, lean back on, you know, there's legacy, there's hand-me-down and wealth type of things that we don't have in our community. But I'm just like, man, they make moves as if they could care less that they are accumulating debt. And it's a lot different in my community. And I just want to hear y'all thoughts on that.
0: So um, I I'll take a first I'll take a first stab at it. Go um, ahead, Tor. For for me, um it's, there's good debt and there's bad debt, right? Um so I I do it's not as big as our parents portrayed it to us or you know, our grandparents, but it still is a tool that's utilized um and that it can hinder you in certain um endeavors you're trying to do. So just like anything else, you have to be smart about it. So you have to be smart about what debt you have, how much of that debt you have, and how does that compare to the rest of your financial position or your financial portfolio, right? So I don't I don't think you can just say, oh, debt is good or debt is bad. I think it really depends on your circumstance and your situation. I had friends in college whose parents had a large amounts of debt, but they were very wealthy, like you said, you know. But it's also the the type of debt that it was, um, so I, I think is is for me, and I don't look at debt the same way my parents do. You know, to me, it's not as as a big deal. Um, even between me and my wife, my wife thinks of it as, oh, I don't want no debt at all. Me, I'm like, hey, I'm okay with debt. You know, because one way or another, you know, you, you pay off your debt regardless. So I, I'm not in a hurry to pay all of it off. I do pay my bills, so let me get it clear. I do believe that you pay for it, You pay your debts, but what I'm saying is I don't think that there... I think that the way it has been framed when we was younger, I don't think it was framed to us in the right context or in the context I that I, I now see. I definitely see it. agree.
3: It's kind of framed out of fear,
1: it seems. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. Yes. I. I. I from a I, place yeah. of lack of understanding.
1: I, I disagree. Yeah, for sure. I disagree a little bit. Um... Well, I do believe there are certain types of debt, right? Uh, to me, when you talk about debt, personally, I have to look beyond debt, right? And for me, it's more so of a delayed um, gratification type thing, right? Because when we look at, on the surface, what people consider good debt, the first thing that people say is student loans, right? Student loans is considered a good debt. You're getting an education. Um, the interest rates are typically lower, um, you know, you, you, you have all those deferments in place. It's considered a good debt. You can carry it on for a while. And once you pay it off, it's all fine because it paid for an education. But also within that, the majority of people are that are in debt for educational purposes is debt that they chose to go in. Right. And what I mean by that is that you could have easily went to a community college and paid out of pocket and then transferred to a major university, or you could have studied in school and not mess around and lose your hope scholarship, you know, or or, well that's in Georgia, but other places where you might've had a scholarship. I think, you know, a lot of those times we we've been talked about how debt is uh, good and bad, but I think a lot of it is a lot of choice, right? Like, I don't think you need to have a car, right? Buying a car is a very depreciating asset. No matter how you want to look at it, if you pay $20, I mean, 20,000 for a car, as soon as you drive it off the lot, you're driving off with a fourteen, fifteen thousand dollar car, right? And so all of these things we've made into, we're almost tricking ourselves into thinking that they're quote unquote good debt because it's a luxury for us, right? Like we don't need a car, but having a car it feels like a good thing. We don't have to go to the yeah, biggest. You think uni- that's a
4: little unrealistic though, JD? You got to have a car. No, I mean, no, I, you, you I absolutely I disagree. You don't you
2: have. You to you that don't boy have say to say he have gonna have a hop car. on that on that horse and buggy.
1: <laughs> no, you don't you don't have to have a car. And and, and I and the reason why I say that, Chris, is because we're we're talking from a place of privilege and a lot of times we don't even realize it, right? Like most of oh, us No, no, no. no. I, I no, I get what you mean. No, no. Look, I Sorry, no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, but what I'm saying is it it's a very thin line because we look at these things, and if we just want to be honest, right? If we look around us, like every the room that you're recording in right now, if you look around your room, the majority of the stuff that you see are from a place of privilege. There's a lot of need. I mean, there's a lot of wants that are around you. If you look around your
0: room, there's not a lot of need in those spaces. So, Teddy, but before you, so I, I agree with what you said that it's a choice. But I don't think that it being a choice negates there being a such thing as good and bad debt. You know what I'm saying? I think they can coexist. So, for instance, I think that was a great analogy how you made about um, people going to college. They can go to a community college or whatever the case might be. But on the other side of it, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Having a community college degree is not the same as having an MIT degree. Depending so, on what, depending you know, on where you, you want to go to extremes, work at,
4: folks. those are extremes, folks. Yeah, those are extremes. Yes.
0: But right, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 keep it I'm a closer
1: context. It. closer context, closer <laughs> context. Georgia oh, okay. State degree. Morris Morris than Morris, Morris Metro.
0: Brown. Yeah, I was Morris Brown. Say, yeah, the AUC versus uh, Georgia I'm, State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all, yeah Morris so Brown. We can use that, but regardless of it, no, we'll use no, not Morris Brown. We'll use Morehouse. Because I think that's a little bit better.
3: So, so go ahead. Oh, my God. No shade. No shade. (laughs) No,
0: No, there
1: was a lot of shade, but it's cool. Go ahead.
4: (laughs) Right. Right. No, look. Bo B, we love y'all. We love – Boris Brown, we love y'all, man. Y'all are one of our black institutions. We do love y'all.
0: Georgia State took a lot of y'all in. It's all good. good. It's It's all good. But what I'm saying is when you look about – but there is a real thing about where you graduate from the weight that your degree carries – And so if we're going to be 100 percent on this on this podcast, we need to include that into the calculus as well. So,
4: well, so that was what I was going to say, Tori. That's the part that I. So the good debt, bad debt conversation is usually not framed nuanced enough. And y'all know I love that word nuance and you understand I love complexity. The reality is, is I think the conversation is more so not just good debt, bad debt. It's the ability of what debt can be leveraged. So like, J.D., when you talk about something that has a depreciating asset value or Mm -hmm. it's in a depreciative asset class or there's no value that you can get from it because you you acquire that and it just kind of goes away. The reality is, is like there are some things that give you a much more intrinsic value. So using Tori's example of a college degree from an accredited uh, four year kind of reputable institution, there is data that suggests you will have a lifetime set of earnings and income over the life because you have that, that, that paper, right. Versus someone that doesn't, um, now we can get into some more deeper conversations around, you know, black people, Latinos and Hispanics and women and people like that. And like how it may not stack up with maybe white male counterparts, but Mm -hmm. I think the reality is like, there are, there is debt that you can leverage. So for instance, what I was going to bring up is the idea of, so y'all know, I used to work for a a member of Congress uh, here in Washington, DC and I was in her district office during, um, this was like post-recession, but still kind of in the throes of kind of the economy getting back on track. And it's not a secret, Washington, D.C. has always been, uh, or previously was considered chocolate city because of the large uh, population, um, you know, more or less like uh, post-50s, 60s, right? Um, The reality is, is that during the Crack epidemic and some of the kind of war on drugs, a lot of that dynamic changed and home values depreciated and it was not as much of a desirable place to live for everybody. Right. Black folks have always lived here, always wanted to make this home and whatnot. Post uh, recession and like in, in in that in that period of time to that point, home values started to creep back up. More investment was going on. The mayors at the time were really uh, promoting the idea of development and economic revitalization. And what happened was home values started to rise up. So people who were sitting on homes, you know, I had a home girl who moved here in 2004. She bought a home on close to U Street, one of the pop-in nightclub kind of like districts in, in in Washington D.C. She purchased it for 70, eighty thousand. 80, the home today is worth. Eight hundred thousand dollars, and she bought that in two thousand four. She, you know, over the last five years, people are like, "Oh, you should sell, you should sell." All of a sudden, and she's like, "Nope," because at the end of the day, <laughs> I've oh, well made like in a return on that investment. So even if we dip again in the marketplace, I'm still a good still two, up. three, four hundred thousand up from yeah, where I'm where, where I'm at. So once again, it is a debt because she bought that, you know, on a mortgage. Uh, But once again, she could leverage that debt and now can utilize that debt to really do some things otherwise that she might not have been able before. So I think that that's really the conversation a lot of times that we don't have enough of. It's funny that you
3: mentioned it. Go ahead, Ace, though.
2: No, no, I feel like like that kind of leads me to my whole point on it, and I feel like historically we've been told to pay down debt. Some of it was based out of fear, and I get that. And I think um, we can look at... Um, sometimes our white uh, white Americans and, and look at how they're living in debt, and it can create an illusion that we can do the same. Hmm. My honest thoughts are: I like I like what Chris said. It's not about being in debt; it's about how you leverage debt. And I feel like the missing point about debt that our parents and culture has taught us it was based out of fear, but and it, it, a lot of it was truthful. The only part they missed out missed though was you you can't have a debt conversation without an assets conversation yes. so you have to have a you have to have mm-hmm. you have to have an assets conversation so and that's what i'm trying to you know um develop in our house so something we're trying to aspire to is like yes we are trying to pay it we've paid off our student loans yes we want to pay off our house but we're not stopping there in fact even as we're doing that we need to be figuring out how to acquire assets because the people that have debt in America, who got are assets. quote unquote li- living like everything is all good, they have leverage. They have some type of asset or access assets. to assets. Yeah. So they got. A- we we ain't got if you ain't got no assets and you have debt. Right. I I don't know if I would want to live like that personally. You know what I'm so saying? Let me ask that question. Feel, yeah.
3: Let Let me get y'all's opinion on something else. So on that on that note too, you know, talking about assets. Um, obviously we, you know, we own this home. My wife, she purchased this home before we were, you know, ever an item. And, you know, it's ironic. It's like right down the street from the house I grew up in, you know, I'm back in, in CP, shout out to the South side. It's now city of South Fulton. Yeah, Shout out <laughs> to South Fulton, um, say it correctly. Right. City of South <laughs> Fulton. It is no longer College Park, folks. College Park is where the next brewery is growing up, but that's for another day. Um, but anyway, you know, we, we have often you know conversed about what do we do with this home because obviously you know we want to move into you know probably a more we want to move into a better school zone i'm just i'm not gonna to try to make that cute at the end of the day i live in a one-star school zone um very nice home um very comfortable for our family but you know the reality is my kids will never see the schools in this area um at least not the public schools so You know, our idea of, okay maybe moving up a notch, moving into a more, um, you know, a higher price range of a home um, into a at least four star school zone um, so that our kids can come out of private school and go into public school. The question is, what do we do with the home that we're in? Do we keep it? Do we rent it out or do we, you know, sell it and obviously put that towards the next home? Um, you know, it's a, it's a favorable situation, we believe, in terms of mortgage. I mean, obviously, we don't know what COVID will do to that. But, you know, it's one of those things where we're, we're always like, man, we got to start figuring out a way to to get out of this. Like, all we do is pay bills and and pay our mortgage and just try to save up mentality. Like, we want to own something, A, that we can have, like, property. You know, J.D., I always hear you talk about, you know, land you know, we're like, man, we gotta try to sh- shift the gear in our family where there's something to at least pass down a property or something to pass down to a kid, or at least the value from that property uh, you know, right. we're able to pass down from generation to generation because honestly that's how our counterparts think. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean oh, or let's yeah, just kind of kinda toss it up. Some there. Of it.
4: You kinda answer some of it though, Mo. Yeah. Like the reality yeah. is you you're on a leverageable asset. <laughs> like you you you're For in sure. a home now that can be leveraged for purposes of additional income. And a lot of families do this, period. Like, and, and when we're talking about like white families and white counterparts, this is actually just a normal thing that they do. And once again, we're going to have some other Black Man Think podcast episodes where we actually dive a little deeper into some of these things that we're talking about. But um, a home, for instance, uh, is one of those types of things that... You got to look at it from what your long-term goals are. And I'm not a financial planner, not a financial advisor, but I'm only just saying in general, you just have to make a decision what you all want. Because the reality is you can sell that home and bank that money that you get from it, or you can keep the home and generate passive income to either pay down the the mortgage Mm -hmm. Or if mm-hmm. the mortgage is paid off just to create additional money to put into savings, right? You know, uh, 800 of it goes to pay off of utilities and the other 600, 700 or 800 or whatever goes in your account. I mean, it just really depends on what strategy you want to put in place. And I think this gets back For to sure. that nuanced conversation that we don't have enough of in our community that once again, either of those choices aren't wrong. It just right, really right. depends on what your ultimate gain and what your goal is and what you and that's are what trying to do. towards. You know what I mean? So I don't know, JD. What were you thinking? Because I know you were about to uh,
1: say something. Yeah, I'll I'll say this because I've had this exact conversation with uh, my fan, financial advisor. And um, to, to add some more context to the conversation, uh, my wife and I we we rent our home, right? And we were, you know, we we have two kids now. We both have um, smaller cars uh, for the most part, right? When you're talking about a family of four in a sedan it can get kind of tight right so we were thinking about buying a new car and we had this conversation with our financial advisor and the financial advisor like like chris said he asked like so what are your plans like what do you want to do and was like well you know we're trying to you know have some assets uh set to decide you know have some passive income coming in so we don't have to really focus on going to work every day, you know, down the line, we want to be able to start generating some income outside of just our, our jobs. Um, And he said, well, look, I'm going to keep it simple and plain for you. You can either, you know, right now you're probably going to go and buy an SUV. So you're going to spend anywhere between um, 20 to $30,000 if you're trying to be modest, you know what I mean? And so he said, so you can do this. You can go and buy that car. That car is going to depreciate, as you already know. Will it be an asset for your family? Yeah, but it was like, but at the end of the day, you guys are making it work with two sedans, correct? I was like, yeah, you're right. It was like, so what you could do with the same mindset, most people, if you go and buy a car at this time, you spend twenty to $30,000. The average person tried to pay their car off within five years, right? That's that's the goal, to get the car paid off but in five years, like you want to get it done before then. But the average person will get it paid off in five years. So if you take that same mentality and take that same twenty to thirty thousand dollars that you're using to go and buy a car with, use that same mentality and go and buy properties with, and now you can have rental properties that are actually making you money as opposed to taking money out. So you spend that thirty thousand dollars, you work hard to pay off that mortgage within the three to five year period that you would normally be paying off your car with. And now you're getting, depending on where you stand, you get getting anywhere between $700 and 1500 a month that's making money as opposed to driving a car where you're spending $700 a month on gas. You know what I mean? And it was like when he put it in that perspective, it was kind of mind-blowing because how a lot of us think when it comes to mortgages, we think, oh, we're we paying a 15 to 30-year mortgage. And when he put it in perspective, it was like, dude, you're going to spend $30,000 on a truck. And you're going to pay it off in five years. Why not do the same thing for a house and take the money that you're making from that house and set that aside to buy your truck? And I was like, wow. You know, and, and you, you don't think about it like that because we such in a, oh, I got to have the truck now type mentality because we don't want to be uncomfortable. I want to be comfortable and get a truck and not have to scoop my seat up some because my daughter kicking me in the back, right? Like to me, I want to be comfortable like that, but me waiting Three years to buy a truck when I can be buying property and making money to where my truck almost is paid for in a free in a free um, type type situation. It started to you know wake up a little bit, and and then we can start building some wealth because with that same money that we making off of a property, I can go and buy another property with, and then you can buy another property with, and you can start flipping and really making some money and some things are sitting in your pocket as opposed to being five years down the line, you got a thirty thousand dollar car and you don't have no other assets to show for it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that was the advice that I got from my financial advisor, and it made a lot of sense to me just in that that scenario.
0: It does, JD, but the only thing about that's in a perfect world scenario, you know, and that's, you know, that's, that's the only thing I would just say to you. What, know, what do you mean? What do you mean um, by a perfect world scenario? So, because, you know, I have family members that do rental properties and stuff of that nature right now. Um, and then, so you might have to spend $30,000 to buy a house, but then. Nine times out of ten, there's a lot of more money that you gotta invest into it to get it up to a certain code or to get it up to a certain aspect to to attract buyers, right? Then not only that, there's insurance that goes along with it that you have to also make sure that it's covered, you know, regardless of if you pass them along in the mortgage, right? But then not only that, then you got the the issues that come up as a home buyer. I mean as a as a um Homeowner. As a person. Homeowner, Yes. And so, you know, if if you have renters, you know, you're a landlord. So you have issues that come up now that you have to, it's your responsibility to pay for it. So in a perfect world, it does. Um, It it makes sense from that. But, you know, I I just like to tell people that you also have to plan for the opposite of the perfect world. So it's really going to be somewhere in the middle. So it's not going to be that you have all, all the money that they say you have because it's only in a perfect world, right? So you, you kind of have to you scale it back some to, and then judge from that scale back, does that make sense for you as well? That's the only caveat I, mean, I, I would give. Tony
2: said
0: checkmate. No, 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 no. I, no. I, I saying, disagree with that, I but that's but
4: Yeah.
0: And, but hey, we all have different opinions about stuff. Yeah. I just I'm a, I, I just thought about it from the other side standpoint just because I know people that currently are going through it now. Uh, and then also, you know, with, with renters, it depends on the economy and things of that nature as well. So, I mean, I'm just saying that a perfect world, yes, makes 100% um, um, sense, you know, from that standpoint. But when you start countering in other factors... It's like uh, okay, I might need to take a look at it a little bit deeper. That's that's all I was saying. I'm not saying it's wrong or right or indifferent or anything like that. I just said that you have to think of other things as well.
4: I mean, I think uh, to to that degree though, I think what I'm I'm hearing is is actually they're not mutually exclusive conversations. Uh, right. For every decision that you make, there's going to be pros and cons, which is think Tori, what you're basically saying, right, right. Um, yes, but I, I do understand. agree with JD principally that. I think we need to be thinking differently about how we can make our money work for us. Um, period. Because once again, so like it's funny. Right? It, this this probably can hit home for a lot of our listeners. So we were just talking about earlier. Like I love shopping. I love buying clothes and stuff like that. And and collector collecting things and other things of that nature. I actually like sneakers. I've always loved sneakers. We talked about it on another episode. Me being a, a store a shoe uh, manager at a shoe store back in the day. And I remember, you know, Crystal and I now have been together almost 14 years, and she's like, "Man, you got like a lot of shoes, and like, why do you always got to get more and more shoes?" I'm like, "Man, look for the culture. <laughs> like, I just love these <laughs> shoes, and like this culture." Sanitary. The reality is, though, sneaker culture is a multi-billion-dollar industry now. Like, legitimately, I'm not talking about you know Nike and Adidas as in as in companies. I'm talking about the actual commerce of reselling, the commerce of blogs and, um, you know, stylists and folks on Instagram that's selling things across and like, you know, direct messaging. Hey, I got this over here. Do you want this? And like bartering and these types of things. There's so much commerce that goes into this. And I showed her the value of some of the shoes that I have in my collection. And she's like, what? You could sell this shoe that you have in your hand right now for that? And I'm like, yes. And so I think it's that's a part of the conversation. Is is like, what are you getting yourself in that 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 has some leverageability? Once again, um, I'm not gonna put out any specifics here, but you know, there's a there's a there's a private company that is closely associated with me um, that I've worked with in the past and, and 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 know very well. And I will never forget a conversation where I had and it says, you know, look, uh, Chris, um, the reality is is like people are thinking way too um, complex um, about tangible assets. The reality is is that you take a look at the marketplace, you take a look at what people need to utilize out here. and at the end of the day, if you are acquiring things like assets that fall into that that vertical or that class, chances are you'll be in a good position to always have something that you can leverage for. A cash payment or a cash out or some value uh, down the line, and I want and once again think that that's where this the conversation has to remain when we talk about this stuff in the idea of like, all right, if I buy that thing over there, you know, like people who sitting on throwback jerseys, let's go there, right? Remember when we were in college, man, it was like throwback <laughs> jerseys. Remember how it was like the thing to accumulate as many throwback jerseys as possible. <laughs> Mitchell and Ness, you got about like you know. 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 throwback jerseys. I only got one now. Okay, MJ so, like, champion joint. right, right. Like, <laughs> if you have maybe, exactly, exactly, Marlon, if you got the NBA championship throwback jersey, I am fairly sure that's worth something. But, like, random player that was dope at one point in time in the 60s that is not necessarily a Hall of Famer or, you know, no other historical significance other than just the nostalgia – I don't know, man. I think that, that that's like a poor investment. I just think it's it's just these nuanced conversations that have to be had all all around around it, um, that make the conversation a little different as opposed to just like good and bad. So. Right.
1: We we mentioned early in the conversation about um Ace wanted to buy that Rolex and the the, the good thing about watches is that watches actually keep and retain their value keep. so buying yes, a rolex is do. not a bad yes. bad investment if you're getting you know the right <laughs> rolex number one but you if you're buying <laughs> good watches and you're doing your proper research bro they they retain value and they keep that value for a long time and, and so that's not necessarily a bad investment if you find it you know talking to the right people but definitely though Chris Jay, I'm I actually
4: I'm a, I, let me add that part to the Rolex though it's funny you say that not to go too far down this cuz like I said I was just having this conversation with Crystal and I try to use you know you know whenever I'm trying to like justify something she's going to be like no nah, nah, you know no Rolex Rolex I try to find things to bolster <laughs> my argument mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was recently in, an article um on this uh this this fashion blog that I follow and they uh, talk about how actually uh, older discontinued models of Rolexes have uh, becoming more increasingly a, a kind of like a collector's item and more value, um, and they're basically saying that there there are these Rolexes uh, that at one point in time, you know, might have cost you you know ten thousand. Uh, at, at that, at that given time, which is obviously still a lot of money, but some of these Rolexes are now fetching, fetching for above $100,000, yeah. um, because a, they were rare, they were discontinued. You look at it at the point in time of acquiring something that might've been in an eight to, to $10,000 range. You're like, damn, that's a lot of money, but look at it now. And you're sitting on something that at the very least is at least forty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000. I mean, right. I just think people got to be wise about those types of purchases all around. If you're really talking about some like assets and value, Um, you know, and not everything has obviously that type of value, but I just think that's where we got to have that conversation. We got to, you got to place it in that degree. Like if, if you are looking to make money off of something, be wise about it. So if you're going to go buy a car, so like, Uh, Ace, you said you want a Tesla, right? Like Tesla continues to be a company that presents itself to be innovative and the cars actually retain a lot of the value that they have because they're still a novel uh, vehicle in the industry. So you just can't get Teslas all over the place like Tesla is the only manufacturer of that right you just can't go to a dealership and be like i want to test i mean like sure there are some that have been resold and things of that nature but generally speaking everything is produced from tesla so once again if you if you purchase that it's going to retain most of its value now once again if you get something else um you know different conversation that's what i'll say i won't go to i won't go in on anything
1: else but i just say different conversation hey um ace so um we we having this conversation right, and I, I'm I'm I can't help but to think we're all in in a, in a solid position in our careers right now, right? And and whether we want to be where we're at, that's another question. But we're still all able to do some things of where we're at naturally right now. But have any of y'all ever thought about like if you ain't had that job, like? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, what that would look like. Cause I, and I say that because, like, we dealing with this pandemic right now, COVID-19, and you can't escape it. It's a reality. People are really out here losing jobs. I know, like, three or four people on my own that they lost jobs and they really don't know what they're going to do. You know, some just had kids. Yeah. Some just, you know, got married. It's a, it's a jacked-up situation. And so, you know, it just got me thinking, like, bro, have you thought about what it would look like you know, if you didn't have that job, like, what's your plan of action? You know, what wife you going to think? You know, have y'all had, had those conversations with your wife or um just with yourself? How, how does that look?
2: I mean, definitely, definitely. Like, it's definitely like a kind of it's, – it's unprecedented time. So, you're – it's like um I'm thankful to have a – be in a position where obviously I'm, I'm on salary at, at the job I work at, to work in my field but it is kind of like uncertain for context. Um, in my industry specifically, music streaming is down like 10 to 15 percent because like people listen to music um, on the way to work. So consumption is down. So that has like a lot of implications for like my job and all that kind of stuff. It's just a weird time. And I just, we, we were talking about it like, like for example, now I was just planning on going part time um, in the fall. And so we we're already kind of looking to scale back her job, and kind of rely on my job and my other business wow. interests to hold to hold everything down. Does, so does that change I'm, now? Um, nah. I mean, I still I'm I, I no. I feel like we're just gonna move with what we got and just move forward. I mean, I'm not that concerned. But it is like. only thing that gives me peace about it is like every industry is affected for sure like there is no safe there there is no safe there's no safeguard here because it's kind of like yeah i mean music consumption again it's definitely down because people um a lot of people consume music on the way to work and and that's down people at home watching tiktok videos and youtube you know what i'm saying they're not really so like artists not have to be like figure out how to be creative and getting people's attention and or maintaining their uh, attention through this crazy time so that's what we're trying to figure it out but I mean, we, we, we are concerned, but I'm not, like, I'm not afraid. I'm not, like, super He's anxious about it. Wrote. It's like, man, nah. At the yeah. end of the day, I, 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 keto. I...
4: You said something keto, Ace. Eh? You said y'all talked about it. I think that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, we've... You, like, man. You, have, you have a plan in place. No, I mean, I, 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 look, you're, you're saying, yeah, and I agree with you. So, like, let's just be, be clear that I agree. But I think what happens oftentimes, people don't talk about these things jd is always actually talking about this a lot as it relates to his business interests and in general like you've got to have a plan you got to talk this stuff through so for our listeners i think that's one thing we want to make sure is getting across like decisions are decisions are decisions right like i may feel like one decision is better you know tory may feel like something's better ace marlon we all different but the reality is when you talk it through because that's where that, that where's, that's where that knowledge and that understanding and that compromise can come once you have the conversation so you're gonna keep riding the way that you are and you said you made a decision and we're just gonna keep moving in that despite COVID nineteen. But it's also because you guys talked about it and you have a layer see, of the land. See yeah, like the beauty of the,
3: the the beauty of this time though is I think it opens up some real conversations that honestly we need to have mm-hmm. because a lot of a lot of people are um more or less being put in positions that maybe they themselves were not willing to take a yeah. step towards anyway. For instance, I had a homeboy literally text me today, one of my closest friends, most of known him since I was like a, a little kid. Um, he, he got furloughed. You know, like and, and he's when I tell you like it's he's not some low-level employee, like he's probably, you know, third highest in chain of command in his department, you know, or in his area. And he works for a major hospital and he got furloughed. Hmm. And, you know, he texts us, text me and one of my other homeboys, he was like, yo, just want to let y'all know I got furloughed. He was like, but we good. He's like, you know why? Because honestly, this helped, me take, this helped me plan to take a step that I haven't been willing to take. He's been wanting to be a science teacher for years. Mm. He's like, I'm about to go get certified. And, and when we come out of this, I'll make some heavy decisions. He was like, but I'm about to go pursue this. And honestly, this type of scenario, you know, obviously COVID has been crazy for so many. I'm personally thankful to have a sustainable, at least for now, sustainable job in a very interesting field that's typically not sustainable through these moments and that's nonprofit because as situations like this happen to, you know, happens to the economy, people stop giving. And when they yeah, stop giving, nonprofits really stop. Down. Exactly. Thankfully, you know, my CEO is on top of things. She's got a, you know, she's, she's, she's done a great job at managing, uh you know, the, the, the what comes into our, our nonprofit. And so there's obviously a reserve tank, um, so that people don't have to be laid off, at least as of now. I mean, we don't know what direction this is going to go in. But my point is, you know, at the end of the day, if if you're out there and you know that you have a dream or, you know, a calling, whatever you want to call it, something that has been on your heart for years and you've either been afraid to do it, you um, you haven't had the right scenario, yeah, and now dream. you're like you know, you've been distracted. You got, you know, I mean, like I look at my own situation, you know, it's a ton of kids at home and I am I, I, laugh and joke about that, you know, but the reality is they are the priority. Like you, like they become number one in your home, um, you know, in terms of making sure that they're straight, they're taken care of. And as you plan your future, you're thinking about them. I'm talking about if you're out there and you're thinking about you, this is an opportunity to think about you and the dream that you have well, now's the time, like you're stuck in your home, you know, we're quarantined. A lot of other cities are like all the way quarantined. Everybody else is probably going to get there before it gets to that point. But, you know, now's the time to start working towards whatever that is, because now you don't have an excuse. And, you know, for my homeboy, he's just like, man, you know what? I, lo- I want to be a science teacher. I've, I've, I've been in this field forever. I got my degree in it, yada, yada, yada. But this is not what I want to do. So if that's you out there and you're doing something you don't want to do, now's the time to figure out how you can do it. Or either that or continue doing what you're doing and now's the, now's the time to figure out how you can earn money in another way that can free you up from being locked into that Shoot, position.
2: If, if, if he want to sharpen some of his um, teaching skills with, some, with, some, with a five-year-old kid, um, <laughs> you know, Luke and Jude. I don't let me know. What are you telling? <laughs> <laughs> There's By the way, sessions. teachers
3: don't get paid enough because man, being at <laughs> home with these kids, Ooh, yo, yeah, man. Let, let me know.
1: No, no, that that's yeah, that's bro. real, fellas. Like um those those are some solid points and, and the encouraging part is that a lot of people will figure something out. And we, I mean, at the end of the day, fam, we all resourceful people. Even if people listen to this podcast, you're going to figure it out. Regardless of what you're going through right now, you're going you to figure it out. It's just natural survival, bro. So um, I, I I think to piggyback on what Mo said, Marlon, it's just now is the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just the time. Do something, man. Like, even I, I can say personally for me, like I and I've told the fellas offline like my business is personally affected by this because I work in a business where it requires gathering large amounts of people and so there's uncertainty about a festival there's uncertainty about monthly events hell there's uncertainty about me DJing because you know the the goal is to do this in front of people and so you got to be resourceful and those things that that I'm personally just praying on and thinking about hey how can I do this and and still have some other things going and and thankfully I I have a job that that is paying me to work remotely and so you know my family hasn't taken a hit but you know if that was the case we still got to figure something out so definitely use this time to, to, to do that and you know, honestly, bro, think outside the box because your wildest dreams might be solutions to somebody else's problems. So, hey, man, go that's, for that's it. That's a good
0: point. That's go a good it. point, JD. I think right now is a time for people to, you know, dust off those ideas that you've always had that you really and truly, honestly want to do, and 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 just see where it takes you. Um, uh, like like everybody has said, you know, I just add my little two cent. You know, this is a, this is an opportune time to where. The world needs more innovation. The world mm-hmm. needs new ideas. The world needs this, this new this this new stuff. So why you can't be the one that create the next big thing? Um, so use your time wisely. You know mm-hmm. why why you have this opportunity? Um, that that's that's the only thing I would add to it. Hey, and spend time with your family, fam. For real, for real. Oh, big time.
3: Like that's that, big time. Yeah, yeah some of
1: us needed to be home, man. Straight up, that's true. That's true. That's very much true. Like spend oh, time yeah. with your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna dive into that
4: in another episode, man. The family, the family talk, man. It's some <laughs> yeah. real talk. Yes, sir. This is, you said it, Motown. This is it. look. Spend time with your family right now, because you'll be surprised at what you can discuss and uh, what comes to you know, like to the forefront, or what you can glean from this time. I, 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 you know, I, I'm looking at everything through a silver line uh, lining right now. So, yeah, that's a good point
3: yeah and another nugget, man, work hard, but rest like this is the time, like like some of us don't rest enough, like and health is a big deal, so you know what I'm saying, like I ain't saying sleep, I'm saying rest, yeah, it's a difference right,
1: definitely definitely yeah. well, look man i I think this was a um a hell of an episode man we we talked about a lot, and hopefully uh what we talked about was encouraging and and motivating, and you know um. Let us know, you know, make sure you subscribe and rate and review uh, the podcast. Um, and, and also, if you go to blackmanthink.com, we added a little little nugget down there, man. Drop your email address in there so we can stay in contact with you. Like, we know that this conversation is more than just a weekly podcast. And so in order for us to continue to encourage one another, man, we need to be, have a way to get in contact with you. So uh, drop your email in there, man, and, and let's, let's talk offline and, and come up with some ideas so we can further... Uh, make each other better man. Uh, but with that being said, um this is Black Man Think Podcast. We'll see y'all next week. The Black, Black Men Think, Think Podcast, Podcast.